All right, here we go. Let's get all our volumes up. I'm sorry that I missed out Wednesday. What was I doing Wednesday? It's running around. I'm always running around. The color of money, black banks, and the racial wealth gap. Mercer Baradaran. So we're in this chapter. Next week, we're going to do a different chapter. We're going to do, um, is this the one we're going to do? We're going to do a different chapter. I don't remember. Is it going to be civil rights, dreams, economic nightmares? Is that the one we're going to do? I think we're going to do that. Um, but this chapter we're doing the new deal for white America. So let's continue to read. Even as the South's grip on Congress ensured that the New Deal would be passed along racial lines, Southern progressivism and populism assured that the New Deal was a rejection of unrestrained capital markets. The New Deal was a radically progressive reordering of American business regulation. It centrally controlled economic planning, Keynesian stimulus programs, and foundational social welfare infrastructure made it the closest Americans came to democratic socialism. That, too, was led by the South. The South had long fought the Northern Money Trust and advocated more government intervention and breaking up monopolies, loosening credit, and regulating financial markets. The New Deal achieved all these aims by restructuring financial markets to achieve specific policy goals. The combination of progressive banking reform and regressive racial hierarchy meant that post-war American prosperity was propelled through a mortgage and consumer credit apparatus that was exclusionary. The modern credit system created by New Deal reform segregated access to loans based on race. The alphabet <clears throat> soup of new credit and banking agencies, the Homeowners Loan Corporation, the Federal Home Loans Bank, the Federal National Mortgage Association, or Fannie Mae, the Federal Housing Administration, FHA, and the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, FDIC, were all geared toward the rapid and effective dissemination of low-cost credit to new homeowners. These agencies, coupled with post-war economic growth, create a robust home-owning, capital-creating, and predominantly white middle-class they also made the black ghetto a permanent feature of the 20th century. Now, I'm going to tell you, I grew up in the black ghetto, and compared to what we have now, the black ghetto was a paradise. We went from sleep, from being in buildings with pissy elevators to sleeping on park benches, and I'm in New York City now. I'm over by King's Park. You go there at a certain time, nothing but people sleeping out on the benches, homeless. And black folks complained about the project, struggling. Some of them moved down south. Some of them tried to move where it was cheaper. It's not cheaper nowhere you go. Right? Because you went from not fighting for the projects, which you had, poor, low-income housing, and you all moved down south thinking you can get a house and all this land and all that, and you came under the Klan. 
Because the Klan runs the South. Irony is right about that. The funky academic, he's right. The Klan runs the South. They're your governors, they're your mayors, they're your <laughs> city council, they're your all. So, all you people who think you're going to go down there and you're going to function, they run the place. Um, the result was not inevitable. There was another route available to Roosevelt administration, which would not have resulted in such stark inequality. During the era of big government spending programs, Roosevelt could have used public funds to build low-income housing and much-needed infrastructure for the urban poor. He almost did just that. One of the most robust New Deal programs was the Public Works Administration, which was run by the Secretary of Interior, Harold Ickes, a uh, committed civil rights advocate and former president of the Chicago NAACP. The PWA, the PWA was the federal government's largest construction effort to date with a $6 billion budget used to build thousands of bridges and roads that put millions of Americans to work. But the initial plan of the PWA's housing division was the use to use funds to build homes and infrastructure in poverty-stricken areas, including inner-city ghettos. The motivation was not housing per se, rather as with many New Deal programs, the point was to provide job-creating economic stimulus, which offered a benefit to the public. Ickes believed that the financial stimulus should be used to address America's economic and social problems, including urban poverty. He warned that if the slums were not rehabilitated, they would continue to perpetuate poverty and inhibit economic recovery in America's cities. No less the future financial stability and the many of our urban centers depend on the prompt uh, on the prompt reclamation of their slum areas, said Ickes. By nineteen by nineteen thirty-three, Ickes has set aside four hundred and eighty-five million to build low cost apartment buildings across the country. The plan was fiercely opposed by critics who said that it was not the responsibility of the federal government to deal with inner city housing problems. The opposition believed that the goal of the PWA should be to get private investors on board by offering them a share of the profits. Investors were not interested in rebuilding the slums, so the plan was scuttled. And we still need that federal housing. And we've suffered. This is 100 years ago almost, and we're in the same situation. But now just think about struggling and suffering for 90-something years. Right, because in New York City and in many cities, what they did is the local government built municipal housing. Um, but they've torn all of that down in favor of what they're talking about private public partnerships where they build quote unquote affordable housing, right? Which means nothing. Because if you're worth a million dollars, a fifty thousand uh, dollar, uh, if you're worth a billion dollars, a fifty thousand dollar a month apartment is affordable. Affordable is a, is a vague term. We needed low income housing, and we've gotten rid of it in New York City for these so called affordable housing, and people are sleeping on park benches, and in the subways, and in the tunnels. When Bloomberg was made, there were fifteen hundred people living in the subway tunnels. Um, 
Things have gotten worse now, so that's probably at least doubled. <clears throat> I want you to think about that. 1,500 people living in subway tunnels. If you've ever been to New York City, you, you'll, you'll know. You know, if you have an underground railroad system in your city or somewhere near, think about people living in the tunnels of that. And we have 1,500. Um, however, investors were interested in revamping the single-family mortgage market. So this was the route to reforms followed. Not only did the choice not help the ghetto, it will work directly against it in both predictable and unexpected ways. For example, many PWA grants in major cities like New York and Chicago were used to route roads and bridges over and through the ghetto, a decision that favored suburban car commuters, left public transportation in a state of neglect and disrepair for decades, and bifurcated neighborhoods in long-established communities. On the other side of the color, line, government-fueled mortgage markets offer the white middle class an escape from the cities even if it trapped the black poor within them. Consequently, race became the primary determinant of home ownership for the next century. Um, we're going to stop right there. And yeah, man, that, that's what they did. And they, they went through neighborhoods and they created more racial and well I shouldn't say more racial more ethnic tensions when they did it because there was a time in New York City where a lot of the ethnicities kind of lived in the same neighborhood and they had the tensions but they also was together they went to school together they played ball together they did things together and then when they start driving these highways through things and separating them and building white projects and black projects and all these other things like that or white um, buildings, whites and buildings. It was, it was weird. It was very weird. New York City. Um, we're still living with the with the consequences of that. And now, um, black people really can't afford to live here without housing vouchers or something like that. And I just think that at some point, we got two choices. We're either going <clears> to... <throat> In all our cities, we're going to set aside space for them to have tent cities, which right now cities will come and tear up your tent cities and, and dismantle it and throw your stuff away. But we're either going to have to have that or massive housing vouchers so that money goes into private um, developers' hands, which are now the landlords. Or you're just going to kill all the poor people that's homeless. And you can kill them in a lot of different ways. You can neglect them, let them die on the street. You can let them die in the cold. You can let them die in the heat. Which a lot of people now are sleeping in the cold in New York City. And a lot of people in the summer were dying from heat stroke. Um, so you can do those things. Um, you can have them eat bad food and die from that neglect of health care because nobody takes care of a, of a homeless person comes in they're sick they don't get seen from what I understand I, if they come into an emergency room the people throw them out thinking that they're there just to have somewhere to sleep so and if they don't have any insurance 
they can't sit in the room, in the emergency room. So you can let them die or you can just round them up and disappear them. And it would be very easy to do. <clears throat> I know this because I was rounded up in the middle of the night. Um, I was sleeping on the train and driven to a shelter. And I had to negotiate and fight to get in a, a shelter where I could at least lock my door when I slept. But I remember coming out of the train station because there were about 20 homeless people they took off the train, but none of them wanted to go with the guy. So I came out and there were a line of vans that was with the Department of Homeless Services. And I got and there was no one on the street. I said, man, this van could be taking me to my doom. So I slowed down. Then I said, ah, what the hell? You ain't got nothing, Tim. So it's gone. <laughs> It'll put you out of your misery. So I got the van and we went to, up to the Bronx. And this was in Queens. And we went up to the Bronx to a shelter, and, you know. Then I had to fight and struggle for a housing voucher and finally got it. Um, so I got a year of stability, but we'll see what happens after that. Um, so I say that to say that they could have rounded us up, dragged us, put those in those vans and drove us anywhere. You see, so the all of the infrastructure for rounding people up is there. You could round them up to put them somewhere. You could round them up to take them to throw them in an open grave. I mean, it, it's it's round them up for different reasons. You could round them up and take them to research hospitals to do research on. You could you could do all kinds of things with with without people. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if some of this stuff is already happening. Uh, now. What do we hope? We do hope that it's a, either a voucher program or the government starts building housing again or one of these things. We we hope that the final solution is not the solution. But in this climate, when a genocide is happening in everybody's face and nobody's stopping it, I don't even... All I can think about when I see Palestine and all that is who's next. And this government has been doing things policy-wise, is why I'm reading from this book. Policy-wise has been displacing us. And it's getting to a point now where we're just in the way. So I don't know what's going to happen to us. But we fight to stay alive to see. And um, we'll see. If you want to support the podcast, you know what to do. Give directly, click the links, become a sponsor. Until next time, take care of yourselves and be safe.